guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. If you would, just have a seat this morning in the presence of the Lord. If you can, the old Pentecostal turret, have a seat if you can sit down. Woo! I've had a lordy, lordy weekend. Y'all want to hear about my weekend just a little bit? Uh, welcome. First of all, let me welcome each and every one of y'all that are here today. Maybe it's your first time you've been here. Uh, it's It looks very, very in order, but it's been very chaotic this morning. So God is good. We have a great team here. The people that step in and do, come on. They step in and do things when, th when things happen. So we want to welcome you. If it's your first time, we just want to welcome you and glad you're here with us today. And Something big's about to happen. I already know that because every baptism Sunday, something happens. Yeah. Last time we had baptism Sunday, the whole sanctuary got baptized. We spent an hour cleaning up. The hose went crazy, and it was just nuts everywhere. And this today we come in, and one of the things, this thing is leaking all over the place. I don't got time to fix it right now, and if I did, I probably couldn't fix it, so I ain't going to try it. Uh, silly putty and chewing gum would probably be what I would do. But uh, Pastor Mindy, as you can tell, I'm not Pastor Mindy. She's way more beautiful than I am. So um, she was supposed to be speaking this morning. And Pastor Mindy is not feeling well. And my, when my wife spends hours in the bed over two or three days, she don't feel good because she never sits down. And can you all know that about her? She's always going... She's not feeling well at all. And we had Arlo all weekend, our three-year-old niece, which is like our granddaughter. <sighs> our house looks like a three-year-old exploded in it. And I walked over, I was just like, I'm not even going to look at it until after she leaves today. But I ended up watching her. She's a great kid, but she don't like to sleep at night. So I'm kind of giving you all a pretext to know that 7.30 last night, Pastor Mindy said, I'm not going to be able to preach tomorrow. She said, do you have anything planned. I was like, well, you know, no, I certainly do not, but you know, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide, and then I'm not going to lie, about 9 o'clock that night, I got sleepy, I went to bed, and this morning I got up, so I'm running around, so I want you all to pray for your pastor this morning, and if I'm not your pastor, pray for me anyway, and if you're here from another church, please pray for your pastor because he has mornings like this right here. You just don't even know it. When you walk in, everything looks good. But let me tell you, when the devil tries to disrupt, that's when something big happens. But be back next week. She said she will assure you, come hell or high water. Comes, nah, I'm not. Should you even say that in church, pastor? She said no matter what, she's going to preach a fire. Listen, this word she had for today, it was a fire word. And she's going to preach it next Sunday. So if you came out to listen to her, then come back next week because it's going to be good. And, and what a great series we've been in. I know a lot of y'all haven't been here, but we've been doing a series called Qualified. And sometimes God takes those unqualified people and he qualifies them. And we talked about Gideon and, and Sherry did an awesome job last week talking about Rahab. Come on. Come on, somebody. And uh, it's so, hey, can I just be honest with you? Thank you guys so much for that response. And I want you to keep responding because I don't know where this message is going. It's going to... 
Chuck and Teresa came down. This is my introduction, so the, the steakhouse will probably still be open at 12. You'll be good. Um, but I preached last week for a friend of mine, and it is so good to be at home. Y'all yeah. don't even know. I walked in this place. I didn't, I'm just I'm pretty personable. I can walk in any place and know. And hey, thank you for being here this morning, brother. Good to see you. Good to see you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes. And I walked in there, and you know, all of a sudden, I'm just going to give you the, the, the lowdown. All of a sudden, I didn't take my iPad holder, which holds my iPad really great. I bought this plastic one, so I walk out on the thing. My mic didn't work. I'm already walking out there. People don't know who I am. They don't know how awesome I really am. My home church. Oh my gosh, Pastor Rich, you are digging yourself a deeper hole as we go. But, you know, they didn't know. All of a sudden, I set my iPad on there, and I'm trying to talk. My mic's not working, and I'm trying to engage with these people. Great crowd. They didn't engage with me at all. And my iPad is doing this the whole time. Brand new iPad. Also, the timeout on this thing went out after about six minutes. I'm just now getting rolling. I'm starting to feel good. And all of a sudden, the whole thing goes out. So I'm sitting here going... And praise the Lord, and Jesus loves you, and trying to remember my new code. So um, I'm kind of used to chaos because I had that last week, but I'm telling you what, God did something amazing last week in that church. And even though I didn't see the fruit of it, I'm still getting the fruit from the pastor who said the words that Mindy, Pastor Mindy spoke over them and the words that I spoke over them. And I was like, man, I'm glad somebody was listening. They were quoting me, and I was like, I didn't think anybody in the whole room was listening to me. I had Chuck and Teresa down here amen to me. I had a guy over here that kind of liked me. I had another couple in the back that raised their hand a couple of times. I had this guy over here smiling and crying all at the same time. I said, man, I touched seven people today out of 200. Praise the Lord Jesus. But let me tell you what God can do. God can do what you can do outside of yourself. Because when I left there, I'll be honest with you, I was, this is not part of my message, so y'all hang tight. That was not really what I was feeling. I kind of felt dejected. I kind of felt like, man, I didn't, I didn't impact anybody. Can I tell you one thing right now? When you do what God tells you to do, you can be an impact to someone and you may not ever know. When you walk into your work with a smile on your face, you don't know who it's going to impact. You don't, oh, help me, Jesus. You don't know what you're going to do until you do it. So just do it as Nike says. Now my message is about to start. Timer off. I said this will either be 15 minutes or it will be 45 minutes. We're going to go with wherever. But why is baptism? We're here to celebrate baptism Sunday this morning. But why is it even important? And this is not really part of our series. We're going to start our series again next week. But I really felt like baptism is important. And we have a lot of questions. You know, is it important? And why should we even get baptized? And and, and can you be baptized more than once? That's been one. Can I just be honest with you? I've been baptized probably about 10 times in my life. And I needed 11 of those. And sometimes all it is is just a reconnection and a refreshing in God. And, and you know, there's be some people that at the end of this service, they're going to feel like God wants them to get baptized. Uh, what I love about our baptism Sunday is, yeah, 10 people signed up, but we usually baptize about 15 or 20. They come and get... They come in and their mascara's running, and they come in in their regular clothes. And, and it's just a great... I think it's... 
spontaneous baptism is awesome because it shows you the people that are really dedicated. Hey, I want, I want, there's some stuff that needs to be washed. Oh, help me, Jesus. There's some stuff that needs to be washed out of my life. And I don't care what I've been through. Sometimes you just need a fresh dunk. And sometimes you just need a fresh connection to the Holy Spirit. So there ain't nothing wrong with getting dunked again. Can I get an amen on that? Are you Bible scholars? Yes. Oh, that's not the way it says. Oh, that's okay. That's 1 Richard, 2nd chapter, 3rd verse. So. But yes, <laughs> Woo, I'm doing better than I thought I'd do. Here we go. Now I'm getting stand up instead of a, a message. I'm sorry. I am going to preach God's word. This morning, but, but I went and hung out with Bruce and Stephanie uh, yesterday. And uh, they had their swimming pool, and it was awesome. And he said the water's a little cool. And everyone else just kind of went and just jumped in the water. Well, me, I had to go over, and I was like, I got on first step. I was like, oh, that's a little cold. That's even colder. This is getting really cold. And everyone there that said, why didn't you just jump in? Sometimes in your life, when you try to wade in, your mind starts coming up to you. Sometimes you got to get into the place where you just got to jump in the deep end and trust God. Because once I got in there and I went under, that water was refreshing. But when I was thinking about it, so sometimes somebody is going to get baptized today, you're not even going to be thinking about it. The Holy Spirit's going to go, just dive in. Come on and make yourself fresh this morning. But we're going to go back to the event where Jesus was baptized. And, and here's what happened. That was a very big event, but not many of the people around really knew what was about to happen. Right? Look at Matthew 3.13. And it says... Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. What happened was, is John the Baptist realized the moment. In that moment, he said, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It wasn't about John. She's going to talk about John the Baptist next week. But it wasn't about him. He also said, I've got to decrease so that he can increase. He says, I'm not here pointing at John anymore. I'm here pointing to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Everything pointed to Jesus. One of our core values here at Big Church is Jesus is our message. He's our message. If we don't have anything else to preach, he is our message. And, and, and he's a we talk about politics, but the Bible says the government rests upon his shoulders. Listen, we got all kinds of self-help out there, and there's nothing wrong about getting counseling. I need it some, a lot of times, but a lot of self-help. But listen, if you could have fixed the problem that you had yourself, you would already have fixed that problem in yourself, right? Sometimes you've got to understand that Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. There is no other way through Jesus, and he's the only message. Religion restricts. But relationship releases. Come on, I'll say that again. Religion restricts, but relationship rele releases. I remember when I was first growing up in, in church. I went to church every time the church doors opened. Six, seven days, 12 days a week I was at church. And I remember going to the altar almost every time because I was so convicted. I was so guilty. I was so... I always thought if I said a cuss word, I had to go to the altar. And I didn't understand what grace is all about. But God says to this, he says, listen, I want to release you from all those religious restrictions. And all I want you to do is get into a relationship with me. Because listen, once you bypass what man says, 
Once you start listening to what the Holy Spirit says, it gives you a freedom in Christ. Listen, not a freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yes, he said hell in church. But it also gives you a relationship with Jesus Christ and say, hey, man, God, God, I messed up. I'm coming to you right now. I don't have to wait for the church doors to open to get that message. But he wanted it to all point to Jesus. Help me, Lord. If Jesus was sinless, why did he need to get baptized? Let's look at 14. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And listen, she's going to do a good job next week. Y'all got to come back. You are here coming to me. But Jesus answered and said unto him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And he said, We got to do this to fulfill the plan that I have coming to you. Then he allowed him. The first thing he had to do is he had to be submissive. Oh, that's the one we don't like to hear. I'm going to talk about obedience here in just a few minutes. And most of y'all will tune to me out after submission, but I'm going to talk about obedience too. But he was submissive to the plan. Remember the example in the garden? He said, It's not my will. It's not what I want to do, because he said, I would love to bypass. If you could take this away from me, I wish you would take this away from me. But he said, it's not my will, but it's your will be done. He was our example. Jesus was our representative. And in Philippians 2, 6, and, and my wife's not here telling me to slow down. She gives me the nice little signal. She goes, slow down a little bit, because sometimes I get wound up. Can't y'all tell? And then sometimes when I'm being redundant, she'll go, so, Teresa, you have my permission to do this or do this right now in her stead. But Philippians 2, 6, and 8 says this. Who being in the form of God, you've got to understand, this is God coming to the earth. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. He didn't have to have social media build him up. He didn't have to have the reputation of somebody big. He just came in the form of man, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of of men and being found in the appearance as a man he humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross first of all he identified with our humanness and our sin jesus didn't judge the people in the water he got in the water with them i will say that again he didn't sit back and say should i get in the water with these people no he didn't wait in he jumped in. He said, you know what? These people, he said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. His mission was not to judge people on the outside. His mission was get into the water with them. But can I tell you something this morning? He's not worried about your mess. He's not worried about it. He wasn't afraid of the mud. He wasn't afraid of the muck. He wasn't afraid of who was in there with him. He's not afraid of your mess. If you know the story of the prodigal son, it's my favorite because it's my story. And, 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 and the father, when he saw him coming, here come the boy. He was nasty. He'd been in the hog. Y'all been in the hog lot? Anybody ever been in the hog lot? Any country folk we got in? Them hogs stink. <laughs> they stink, and it stays on you for about a week if you don't get it off. But he said... His son came to him and he was repentant. He said, go clean him up. Go hose him down. Uh, do this. No, 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 no. He said, you come just the way that you are. He said he ran and he hugged and he kissed him and he, and he loved all over him in the condition he's in. I got news for someone today. God loves you in the condition that you're in right now. So if you're trying to wait to get cleaned up to come to God, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be waiting a long, long time because he wants you to come just as you are. And here's the thing about God. He loves you too much to leave you where he's at, where you're at. 
He loves you too much to leave you there. Whew, people were his purpose, all ages and races and walks of life. And, and the people honestly didn't realize who was in the water with them. If they had a realization of, man, Jesus just stepped in the water so many times. Let me tell you what. Jesus is in this water right here. And sometimes you've got to get an understanding that Jesus is with you wherever you're at. He's with you with every situation that you're in. And you've got to understand that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You don't got to wonder where he's at. He's there with you. He associated with sinners but not with the sin. Ooh, that's a big word. We don't talk about that one no more in church. The Bible said he was in, the Bible says to be in the world, but not of the world. He's in the water with you. He's in there through your process. If you've been around here long enough, you know we talk about the process. All y'all are in the process. Guess who else is in the process? Me. We're all in the process until Jesus makes us perfect. He's with you through the pain. He's with you through the storms. He's with you through those times that you think nobody else knows. He is every there. But let me just tell you something. Sometimes everyone won't see the process. But they should see the product. Ooh, that's good. That's a Twitter. Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. That's a, that's a dumb joke. I don't know nothing about tweets. I said that one time and they made a towel, gave me a sweat towel, and said, That's a Twitter, Pastor But let me tell you, not everyone will see the process, but they should see the product. Change should be something that be present in our life. You've got to understand that you are a new creation in Christ. The Bible says that when you come to him and for salvation, that old things are passed away. So many of us have been living in the old that we can't, we can't even enjoy the now, and we can't get nowhere where God wants us to be into the future because we're stuck right now in the old things. He said they've passed away. It's our responsibility to let our light so shine before people and to be an example. Ooh, this ain't too bad for putting together in four or five hours, is it? I kind of copy and pasted a little bit of some of those, so we're going to cheat a little bit. But Jesus was our example. The Bible says to be, be ready in season and out of season. Let me tell you what, that's not just about preaching a word that you get 12 hours notice. That's being inside, in season when someone needs to hear the story that you have to say. This ain't in my notes. You've got to be ready to be able to testify to someone about, about how good God is in their life. You've got a whole world out there right now that's just reaching out and looking for you to have the right smile on your face, to have the right word, to be ready in season and out of season. Kroger needs Jesus. Walmart for sure needs Jesus. Oh, don't even let me go there. We're gonna go. I wanted to wear my I just wanted to wear my pajamas out one day. I'm leaving it there. Submission. He was our representative. But the next thing we have to be is we have to be obedient. Verse 16. And when he had been baptized, Jesus got baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. <laughs> Baptism is an outward sign of one's inward obedience. Validation comes after obedience, not before. He's going to validate Jesus, but he had to first be obedient. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says you must confess your sins 
to be born again. Confess and believe in your heart and you are saved. We believe that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. But listen, getting saved doesn't lock you up. It unlocks you. So many people, oh, we used to have youth ministry and say, I can't get saved then I can't have fun anymore. What's your definition of fun? Ooh, that's another whole message. What is your definition of fun? Can I just tell you one thing right now? You have liberty in Jesus Christ. You have freedom in Jesus Christ. And those things that you used to think that were going to bring you happiness, they're going to bring you fulfillment, you're going to find out once you give them over to Jesus, your, your wants change. Your happiness changes. Your, the things that you once thought were important in your life, those things start to change because it unlocks his presence in you. You can rest for the first time when you become no. Me, I have any trouble sleeping in here. Come on, you raise your hand. Okay. You can have. You can start having real rest in God when you start to know who He is and how He operates. He also gives us identity. This is an area where the enemy attacks. He attacks our identity. Jesus was affirmed publicly, and He was accepted. But in the next chapter, if you read your Bible in John, it talks about Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The first thing the enemy wanted to do, there was a highlight over here. All of a sudden, he wanted to come in and steal something from Jesus. Don't you know that when you have a highlight in your life, you better expect the attack of the enemy. You better expect it to come in and, and come after you hard because he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy everything that God has done in your life. So expect it. About three or four weeks ago, I don't know if y'all remember that, the service we had here. I didn't even preach. Just people were getting, woo! It was crazy. And Pastor Mindy was speaking prophetically. And I mean, she had some words for some people, did she not? She was speaking life. And, and she said, but be careful. Because the enemy is going to come in and try to steal everything that we've just talked about today. And I ain't going to lie, that next week was one of the hardest weeks that we went through. I mean, it was like, and she said, see, I told you. <laughs> but the enemy came in, he tried to create that doubt. Remember, he has Jesus out there tempted. He says, if you are the son of God. And he does the same thing with you. If you got saved, then you really wouldn't act that way. Well, you shouldn't act that way, but you're not all perfect all at once. You're never going to be perfected until Jesus perfects you. But he says, if you are the son of God, he tries to put that doubt out there. False identity comes from insecurity. I am what I do. This is what the world says. I am who what others say that I am. And I am what I have. I've got to do something to get God to love me. Can I tell you that is the biggest lie of the enemy? Jesus loves you unconditional. Jesus loves you says height nor depth nor anywhere you can go. I'm going to butcher it, but he loves you wherever you're at. Again, he loves you too much to leave you there too. He said, I got to get you saved to yourself. I got to get my act together. Yes, you do. So do I. But he loves you in the process. Verse 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He identified Jesus as his son. And so many times we have a hard time with family rejection. And, and you've got to understand that I don't know where you've been in your family tree. But, but I've got to tell you one thing right now. So when you come to Jesus, you are adopted into his family. The Bible calls us sons and daughters. 
You're a son and a daughter of the king. 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Listen, your daddy, on your natural daddy may have let you down. Your natural family might have let you down. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You've been adopted into a new family in Jesus Christ. you got to start living like you've got royal blood going through your veins. you got to understand you've got a father. The Bible said he sticks closer than a brother. Here's a good thing. You're seated in heavenly places. Y'all know yeah, you all are in heaven. Some of y'all sitting here in this place right here. You think you're in big church, but you're actually seated in heavenly places with him. That's what the word says. But God made it a point to be pleased with Jesus. Listen to this. Before he even started his ministry. Men in misery. His ministry. you got to understand that. Jesus hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't healed anyone. He hadn't performed a miracle. He hadn't called any followers. He hadn't died on the cross. He really hadn't done anything significant. And God looked down upon him and said, That is my son in whom I am well pleased. He didn't have all of the accolades. He could have waited and been pleased with it after he'd done all of the things I just mentioned. He said, No, no, no. He said, I'm about to send him out already affirmed. And Jesus was ready to go for the mission. His father was pleased because he was his son. Can I tell parents in here something? They're your kids. You may want to choke them. You may want to punch them. You may want to do a lot of things, but they're your children. And there has to be a place where you have, that's what Jesus, look, he, he says, I affirm, he says, I'm affirming you. And God wants to get you to a place to where you know that you are affirmed in him because you made it accepted, with G, you accepted Jesus into your life. We need to move forward for out of that same love of the Father, not in pursuit of it. All those things you've been pursuing, you've been trying to find affirmation and things, you've been trying to feel important, you've been trying to, to, to feel admired, to be thought of highly, those things are going to leave you empty. They're going to leave you left out. You have to take an inventory of your own life and say, okay, God, what is important to you? Because whatever is important to you, I want to make it important to me. Affirmation is not from people. People can affirm, but God approves. People can affirm you, but God is the one that approves of you. And listen, if you're trying to get affirmation by the things of this world, I can tell you this much right now, you're going to be sorely, sorely, sorely disappointed. Because things will not, money doesn't buy you happiness, and things won't make you better, and, and I used to have a lot more money, and I'm a lot more happy now. God is the one that gives you affirmation. And can I tell you, you've got to reaffirm my regular folks. They've heard this one before. You're going to hear it because you are my regular folks. Sometimes you've got to grab yourself. Sometimes you've got to look into that mirror. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. You can't wait for someone else to encourage you. We live in a world right now that's always trying to beat you down, always trying to... Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Everywhere you look, it's bad news. Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror. you got to say, no, I am a child of the living God. i got royal, vein, uh, royal blood flowing through my veins. I am above and not believe. I am the head and not the tail. you got to start telling yourself who you are. And it's not a bad idea to take post-it notes and put it all over your house if you have to. I remember when, I remember when we lived at the house of Kagan. Everywhere you looked was a post-it note. 
or it was some kind of scripture, and I, it kind of got annoying to me at first until I started, there's been a few times when I had to read them, and I was like, man, I really needed that one today. Sometimes putting those post-it notes up and sometimes putting in your view, put it on your dashboard. Oh, come on. When you want to flip somebody off, make sure you got that post-it note sitting there with a smile on your face and just say, I am loving Louisville back to life. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, any road ragers in here, get your hands down. Oh, y'all are going to get baptized later for sure. But God's word is our affirmation. He says, when I am weak, you are strong. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you're alone, you can listen to the words that says, I will never leave or I will never forsake you. You got When he tells Joshua, you got to be strong and be courageous and be fearless because you're never alone. Our true identity only can be found in God and his word. I'm going to release the people that are going to be baptized. If you would, if you would stand up and meet where you're supposed to meet. I, I botched all that up this morning. Come on. If you're getting baptized, meet them in the back back there. Come on. Let's give them a hand. Right. Things are about to change. Not in the natural, but in the supernatural. As they're going out, let's all stand. I said, I didn't know if this message would be 15 minutes or 30. It's going to be more like 20. Sorry, worship team, I didn't give you a cue either, did I? Let's just pretend the music is playing. But I want you to understand today that maybe you feel like you're drowning. Maybe you came in today and you just was like, man, I, I feel... Like I'm just drowning. Whatever you immerse yourself in is what you're going to come up as. If you immerse yourself in your, in your problems, if you immerse yourself in your pain, I said this last week, I said the valleys are made to be walked through, not camped out in. So many things, so many times we want to pitch a tent in our pain and we want to stay there. But God says, I want you to keep on walking no matter what you're going through. Whatever you immerse yourself in, if you keep immersing yourself in the same old problems you have, you're going to continue to, you're always going to get what you got. That didn't come out right. But if you immerse yourself in prayer, if you immerse yourself in the word, if you immerse yourself in relationships, and I'm talking about good relationships, can I tell y'all something as they get ready to play something? Sometimes you've got to break off. Oh, somebody needs to hear this. Come on. Come on now. You've got to break off those relationships that are keeping you there. So many times it's the people in the natural. It ain't even the devil doing all the work. It's the people that he's using. Oh, I got a word for somebody this morning. You need to break off some relationships that are keeping you in a place called stuff. You got to immerse yourself in some new relationships. You got to join a crew. You got to get involved in church. And it's not just in this church. If you go somewhere else, get involved in your church. Sometimes you can't just. Wait in. Sometimes you just gotta jump in. 
And this morning, that's what God wants us to do. But whatever you thought you were, whatever you thought was drowning you, I want, I've got good news for you that you can walk on. Yeah. He told Peter, he said, get out that boat. I don't know if I can walk on the water. He said, well, all you got to do is put one foot over the side and you got to start walking. And Peter was okay. Until he started thinking about that bad relationship he had. Oh, you better hear me. Peter was okay walking to Jesus until he started to doubt that who he was walking to. Peter was okay until everything in his mind started shifting from the one he was walking to to what he was walking on. And I got news for you today. What you thought was drowning you, you're going to be able to walk on in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. And, and the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you can be saved. That sounds easy, doesn't it? Yes, salvation is easy. Walking it out is hard. Saying the words is easy. Jesus kind of says, come as you are. Sometimes making that trip out into the world or back into your workplace, into the, that's the hardest part of it. But if you would all heads be bowed this morning in reverence to that person that's beside you, it says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart you can be saved. I'm going to ask you this morning, everyone in the room can, conf can confess this. Say, Jesus, I have sinned. Please forgive me. I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. Take control of my life and help me walk with you each day. Listen, as I said, that's the first step that you take to salvation. The next step is walking it out. And not only that, asking Him for help each and every day. Maybe you're here today and, and you just want to rededicate your life. Maybe you have. I've been saved. But man, I, I sure have been kind of just I've been going through some stuff. Or maybe I've got some things in my life that I just need to get control. You don't got to come tell me. This is the Father in heaven right now. Maybe there's just some things in your life that you need changed. So these altars will be open and the prayer team will be up on the left and right as we sing this song. And then we're going to baptize some people. As we get ready to baptize, we understand these things. God enables us with his presence and his power. And the Holy Spirit now resides in you. So you're not walking alone anymore. You're not by yourself anymore. Even though you feel alone, he's there with you. God enables us to walk with him each and every day. And he gives you the tools to do that each and every day. God affirms us with his approval. You are his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. And then what God does to us, he sends us on a mission. We are called to seek, he's called to seek and save that which lost. He calls us to spread the good news of the gospel. So as you get ready to see people go down one way and come up another, I want you to understand the gravity of this pool of water right here. Because when these people go down, they're making a public declaration of an inner change.
When they go down, they're going to go down one way. And they're going to come up another way. And what they're going to need from us is our support in prayer. What they're going to need from us is our support in crew. What they're going to need from us is our support as a family, as many family members are here. They're going to need you to help them walk this thing out. They're going to need you to have an ear. Oh, man, I didn't know the altar call was going this long. But listen, they're going to need you to have that ear that when they have a hard time, they need someone to talk to. So this morning, I'm going to ask you to be that ear, to be that heart. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to be the biggest cheerleader that you possibly can be. You're in big church here. You're allowed to open your mouth. You're allowed to clap. You're allowed to make noise. You can do everything that you want to up in here as long as it's in decency and order. And don't be louder than me. So you're about to have a celebration here after this song. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.